when we heard that Scottish folk singer Jim Malcolm was touring the Pacific Northwest with a series of house concerts, we convinced him to carve out just a little time between gigs to stop by our Travel with Rick Steves studio near Seattle so you could meet him too. Jim receives high praise for his interpretations of the standards of Scottish music. He was voted Scotland's Songwriter of the Year by his peers in 2004, and he's been nominated for Scott's Singer of the Year more often than anybody else. You may have heard him as the lead singer of the group Old Blind Dogs. Nowadays, Jim travels as a troubadour of Scottish music with his guitar and harmonica, and he's an authority on the works of Robert Burns. To date, he's released more than 50 of his own songs on CD. Jim Malcolm's here to demonstrate how the traditional music of Scotland is a perfect way to appreciate the Scottish national heritage. Jim, thanks for joining us. Well, I'm enjoying your beautiful country as well. I think uh, Washington, it's like Scotland on steroids. You've got these extra big mountains at the back. You know, it looks just like Scotland. And then you have these big snowy ones that we just don't have quite as many. Yeah, and they're maybe four times as tall as <laughs> yes, yours. But uh, my, yes. I've got a Scottish friend that said uh, we're more into quality than quantity when it comes to mountains. And the Monroes are quite popular in Scotland. Oh, God, yeah. I, I, what are the Monroes, by the way? Uh, well, there was this guy, this guy called Hector Monroe, Dr. Hector Monroe who was the first one to climb all the the 3,000-plus mountain? I think it's 300 at 3,000. That 3,000 feet? Yeah. What's the state of traditional music in Scotland today? It's flourishing. Lots of young people are playing. And if you know where to go, and this is a part of it with finding traditional music, at musicians and pubs, they move around. You know, they, they have a place that they like and then they fall out with the landlord. The mm. landlord's not giving them enough free beer. So, right. they, so they move on to the next place. So there is a certain amount of, of... You have to kind of have a bit of local guidance to just to find the best of it. If you go to the to the major cities, there'll, there'll be something on somewhere every night. Yeah, I was just know. in Edinburgh. I was, I was impressed. Yeah. Right downtown, there's five or yeah. six great... Pro- and it's generally free. Just go on and, and you know, enjoy yeah. some beer and, and uh, have some fun with the musicians. I had trouble. I was at college in Edinburgh and, <laughs> you know, stopping going to these beautiful sessions rather than work. You know, it was like, it was every oh, yeah. night, it was like, oh no, I've got an exam tomorrow, but there's a really, really good session on. So, And the great thing is, uh, it's just everybody is like a culture. So if somebody drops in, they know each other because you're a musician also, and you can uh, yeah. jump in and, and, yeah. and share. Yeah, and actually that's one of the lovely things about, about the travels that I have in the United States is that I, I meet up with musicians who love Scottish music, Irish music, and we, we have sessions here and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. what is a session? Session is just when you get your stuff out and, you know, have a go. Somebody plays a tune, somebody else plays a tune. They say, oh, what? I know a song that was written by the same guy. And, you know, but that can you know, be actually in a pub where you've got this little makeshift yeah, stage. Yes, you can have uh, sessions. They tend to be seeded by free beer. Right. Uh, that's the <laughs> that seems to be it, doesn't it? And these, uh, it's, You provide free beer and, and you'll find musicians who are willing to sort of sit there and play a few tunes for you. That's, yeah. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're joined by Jim Malcolm. And, and Jim is uh, one of the leading Scottish folk musicians and he's traveling around the United States right now on tour. He was the lead singer of a band called The Old Blind Dogs for eight years and now he travels and performs solo all over the world. Uh, when he's not on the road performing, he's at home in Perthshire. Jim's website is jimmalcolm.com, and he joins us today talking about Scottish folk music. You know, Jim, the sparkle I see in people's eyes, local people, when they hear Scottish folk music, there's something really powerful about that for me as a traveler. What is it about Scottish music that can bring out the pride and the history and, and, and the heritage of Scotland for people who live there? It's very dramatic music, actually, and I think that it's because a lot of the music 
originates really from the pipes, from the bagpipes. I would say that it's been the single most biggest influence in Scottish music. It is the sort of national instrument. And because the bagpipes only has eight notes, mm. seven or eight notes, it's very limited, it's just one octave, really. Mm-hmm. That's very similar to the human voice. So, so lots of bagpipe tunes have then become songs. You know, people have written words to the bagpipe tunes. I didn't realize that. What, what's an example? You're a one-man band, so you've got your guitar and your harmonica. What's a piece that you would enjoy that really feels like it originated as a bagpipe Well, uh, I wrote some words to the, a very famous tune called Lochenside, uh-huh. uh, and a lochen is a small loch. Okay. Uh, you need quite a lot of phlegm to say it properly. So it's a small <laughs> lake, uh-huh. you know, and it's just all about the, the, the wildlife around uh, a little lake. It's also... Such a famous tune that it's played, uh, always played before international soccer matches and rugby matches. Ah. It's just one of these kind of iconic... So it strokes the, strokes yes. the whole spirit yeah. of the team. Shines, it's a cheery, brings a bloom for Arjun's pride. Aren't the lochen side? Had you been yet seen scattered? Oh, the peasies, oh, the macher, when a boon the tawny glides. Aren't the lochen side? Comes a creeping through the rushes, see green and reaping to the pool, while wild birds slide. Aren't the lochen side? If you ever hear a reason to be here in any season, come and try the barley brian by the fire on. Inside, if you ever hear an ocean to be welcome, away the ocean, travel home or on the ocean to be on Lochinside. Oh, 
Nice. <laughs> beautiful. Jim Malcolm, thank you so much. That's beautiful. Jim Malcolm joins us. He's one of today's top troubadours of Scottish traditional music. And uh, Jim, you took a folk tune there, actually, and, and wrote your own lyrics to it. Is that right? Uh, yes. Yeah. I, but once I had done it, I discovered that uh, two other people had done the same. Uh, and actually, there's even an Irish version of it as well. So good tunes attract words, you right. know. And, and in fact... Our great hero, Robert Burns, our great you know poet and songwriter, that's what basically he did. He, he would take tunes that he liked and, and pen beautiful words to them. Bela Bartok did that in Hungary. Yeah, uh, yeah. A lot of Norwegians did yes, that. Edvard yeah. Grieg did that. Uh-huh. Uh, it's great to be able to draw from your folk culture and folk heritage. Mm-hmm. Where do you go to be inspired when you write a poem? Do you, do you actually... Where do you uh, get in touch with the I, muses? Well, I, I have absolutely no trouble getting in touch with that. I, I'm a, a very keen fly fisherman. Okay. Uh, and uh, that's that's what I do when, you know, when I'm allowed to. <laughs> when uh-huh. I get the time. When I, you know, I, I live very close to a, a really wonderful river called the River Tay. And, okay. and I, I'm spending most of my time fishing in, in the River Tay. And that's, you know, I'm just surrounded by you know, ospreys and otters and kingfishers and, you know, deer. Uh-huh. When, you, when you're fishing, you know, because you're being still and quiet, the wildlife actually comes to you. It sort of it creeps out of the bushes. <laughs> and this is something that's a challenge yeah. for travelers, is to yeah. find themselves in that kind of position where yeah. they really can uh, feel the quiet well, wonder of Scotland. take up fishing. <laughs> take up fishing. I was just driving across the, um, going up from Rannachmore. Uh, oh yes, from, uh-huh. from Glencoe, and I just said, "Let's stop the bus and get out, uh-huh. just to get off the road and hike a few hundred yards yeah. up into the into the in the heath or whatever you call it." Yes, it's, yeah, it's powerful. You feel the wind, you feel the heritage, you feel the the struggle of Scottish culture and Scottish uh-huh. tradition to stay alive. Yeah, yeah. Tell, tell us about how that the pride of Scotland works into the traditional folk music today, and what role it plays, because there is a big question coming up of uh, how independent Scotland wants to be from London. Well, big question isn't quite quite a big enough way to mm-hmm. say it. It is like the the biggest thing to happen to Scotland since 1707. You know, when th- the Parliament was uh, finished. When it in was Scotland. when Scottish Parliament was dissolved right. by the members of it who were all aristocrats and who were all bribed by the English. Right. You know, so that's that's so what the happens. Scottish elite decided <laughs> let's just be overt about joining England uh, politically. Uh, they, they weren't even overt about it. They just they took the money, they oh. they voted it out of uh, existence and hid in their castles for a few months until the Ferrari sort of died down. So this is. 300 years ago, and you feel that in the music today, like it happened last decade. Well, it, uh, it's a big part of it, really. There's lots of songs. Probably the most famous song uh, about, about the Union is, is a Robert Burns one called Parcel of Rogues, in which the Parcel of Rogues were these aristocrats who sold out Scotland. To, That's what they're called, a yeah, parcel, of, parcel rogues. of Rogues. And yeah. Robert Burns, the great Scottish poet, sort of... Uh, Kindled Scottish spirit in the when, when did uh, yeah, when yes, was, well, well, he was born in fifty uh, nine and would have known uh, people who had kind of fought in the Jacobite campaigns and who had who had even possibly even been in Scotland when it was still independent. You know, so he was. At so a, when was he born? Time. He was born in seventeen fifty nine. Okay, so he was performing uh, the same time that the Americans were breaking away from England. Well, it was he, this all yeah. over the place. People were feeling their national oats. Yes, uh, and in fact, he, he wrote a song, a very famous song, A Man's a Man for All That, which was directly inspired by the Revolutionary War. Can we hear just a little bit of this um, patriotic Robbie Burns traditional Scottish uh, folk? Is that Parcel yeah, of Rogues? Sure, is that but, a good one? Uh, I could do a, a bit of Parcel of Rogues. It, it's quite a, a melancholy song. It's quite a, in a minor key. Okay. Uh, it's it's more a sort of lament, really. So now you just picked out one of your harmonicas. I see there's like eight of them. They're one for each different uh, key. 
Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. Fell wilted all Scottish fame. Fell wheel of ancient glory. Fell wheel even take a Scottish name. Say famed and martial story. As our grand's table saw with sands and tweed runs to the ocean that stands to her forgotten the words oh but uh, i think that takes me right there it's just you know when you're in scotland you've got to get into a pub yeah. you've just got to ask at your bed and breakfast or your little hotel where can i hear some folk yeah. music and it can pop up anywhere i was just in inverness and we happened to have like one of the greatest evenings i've ever had uh-huh. in the next hotel it wasn't even famous in inverness for trad yeah do you call traditional folk music trad in scotland uh, or is that an irish thing uh, no no it's i mean i mean the the irish traditional scene and the scottish traditional scene are, are very closely related right. and interrelated and we have there are bands which have you know irish and scottish players in them you uh, know it's, it's, oh, is that right? real, oh yeah I mean, it's uh, Celtic culture. Ireland and Scotland are like brother and sister, you know. It's a... Now, one thing I've noticed in Scotland, if you want to go to a traditional folk evening in some yeah. hotel, it's pretty cheesy these days. It's hard to find a good Scottish folk evening. Maybe they've always been touristy. But if you just go to a pub that's famous yeah. for the music, yeah. that's where you get all of this classic Scottish um, yeah. passion, more yeah. than on the stage of a fancy hotel where you got to have the... Ceremony of the Haggis and all oh, that. Oh yeah, actually, the, these kind of kind of acts, the hackneyed ones. That yeah. I mean, you you must know this about well, about about the whole the whole business of the guys who've been doing it are are just doing the same thing every night for years, and it just becomes. And they probably have the wrong instrumentation. I, I, I get a sense yeah. that it's sort of Lawrence Welkin yeah. Scottish, you know. The sessions, the sessions are definitely give you more of a uh, of an immediate feel, and also if you are, are a landlord and you're prepared to you know entertain musicians with a few beers. <laughs> and you'll find a session will develop. You need to be nimble. <laughs> when you're a tourist out on the streets after dinner, you need to be nimble. Talk yeah. to the locals. Jim Malcolm's bringing us a Troubadour's Tour of Scotland right now on Travel with Rick Steves. His latest album is called Still. It's a collection of mostly traditional numbers. You can look up Jim's touring dates in Scotland and the U.S. and hear samples of his music on his website. That's jimmalcolm.com. You know, Jim, when you go to Scotland, uh, you get tuned into the underdogs and, of course, the Scottish standing up for their own independence and so they can play their music and speak their language and, and wear their kilts uh, against the powerful English. <laughs> There's so many battles that were fought two or 300, 400 years ago that are still alive today when you step yeah. into the pubs. What's a song that you'd like to close with that just brings uh, us back to that exciting struggle? This is about a really spectacular battle called the Battle of Killycrankie, which was where the Highland Charge was first really used. And, and what basically, was the, Highland the Highlanders charge? would basically, like, just basically run down from the high ground with claymores, you know, they used to take off their 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 plaids, their you know their clothes, and, and actually attack in their shirts and against n- the redcoats, naked in their shirts with big claymores, and just plow into. What are them. claymores? Two-handed sword. Oh my goodness! Like, and and sword. do I have this image of um, 
well-armed uniform red coat standing in formation. Going, and you got all these crazy barbarian <laughs> half-naked <laughs> Scottish people screaming and running down with huge two-handed swords. Yes, yes. And this is it. Yeah. This is where it originated. The Highland, what do you call the it? The Highland Charge. Right. Well, it, it became a tactic used uh, very successfully by the, the Jacobite armies until the Battle of Culloden, where it yeah. failed mm. miserably. And by the way, when you're going to Scotland, you got to go to the battlefield of Culloden mm-hmm. and take mm-hmm. the tour there because it gives you a sense yeah. of... That was the last battle fought on British soil, I think. Yes, yeah, we fought lots of battles on other, other soil since yeah. then. <laughs> well, that's a whole other interview. <laughs> Let's go to this uh, battle of what? Kill- uh, Killy Cranky. Killy Cranky. Killy Cranky. Yeah. Wahaheben Sehebra Lad Wahaheben Sehebran I fought at land, I fought at sea. I had him, I fought my auntie. But I met the devil and Dundee on the brazo. Kill the cranky, oh, and ye had been what I had been. You were Jim Malcolm, thank you for taking us to Scotland. I want to get on a plane, go straight to Edinburgh, <laughs> leave the big city, find myself in a little town, get a nice local beer, and enjoy some traditional Scottish folk music. Thanks again. You're very welcome. Cheers. Rick Steves teaches smart travel to England, Scotland, Ireland, and beyond. At ricksteves.com, you'll find an archive of interviews from his radio show, free audio tours, a monthly travel newsletter, and a world of information to help you turn your travel dreams into smooth and affordable reality. To gear up for your next adventure in Great Britain or Ireland, begin your trip at ricksteves.com.